0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP-01005.
0: Frankie Mackay is a wonderful colleague of ours at SCNZ with the Canterbury Sports Corner on Saturday mornings. Make sure you tune into that. She's, of course, a former White Fern too, and an excellent cricket commentator. Morning, Frankie.
1: Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. Nice and early. We appreciate you getting up, and no doubt you would be well into into your day, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep, got lots to do before work, so yeah, easy to easy to slot you guys in.
0: Beautiful. We appreciate it. Look, let's talk some cricket. Look, where did Pakistan so comfort, comfortably beat the Black Caps on Saturday night? It was uh, it was a tough old watch.
1: Yeah, it was actually, it was a little bit surprising uh, perhaps the the first thing was just the conditions misread from the from the home side. You'd like to think that the Black Caps would have had that down pat. There's got a few locals on the side as well that you would have thought would have been well across the amount of Jew that was going to be uh, on the surface, but uh, a little a little misread there, which put them on the back foot. And and yeah, maybe slightly disappointing in, in the way they went about things. But I think that that Pakistan side's is really quality side. It shows that they've been playing a lot of cricket. They've come straight out of a series where they've been they've been performing really well. It looked like. They they just, they just slotted straight in and continued on with the good work. And we looked a little rusty. We had a couple of drop catches. We had a couple of missed run outs. The batting didn't really fire as we would have liked. It, it wasn't a perfect performance by any stretch. But then managed to rectify a couple of those things against Bangladesh. And, and it kind of just looks like this team's just building and building towards that World Cup. So hopefully bigger and better things again in the next match up against Pakistan. It's
0: always difficult to... Prepare for a uh, uh, Christchurch conditions. You know, you never know what you get. One day you got snow, and then next day it's twenty two degrees. So, can you tell us about the conditions that Hagley Oval uh, provides for for the cricket? What's it like to, to play out there? And what really needs to go your way? How do you approach playing Hagley Oval?
1: Yeah, it's one of the best grounds of the country, no doubt. And and a massive shout out to the ground staff, like you said. You've got snow a couple of days out from your first international match of the season and, and it's the earliest that we've, we've had international cricket in New Zealand and then to put it in the South Island as well, they've, they've done a fantastic job. But generally the wicket you get, you get pace and bounce. Uh, I think it's ranked the third or fourth bounciest wicket in the world so so that shows where it's at and and yeah it's it's a good cricket wicket it's not often a ground that spinners tend to dominate but I think with just the amount of cricket that's going to get played on on just the two surfaces across the week the, that means the spinners will come into it and we've seen that a little bit there's also big boundaries there, one of the biggest grounds around in the country so that, that also helps the spinners out a little bit as well and, and can perhaps offer the bowlers a little bit more assistance than they used to in the T20 format but yeah generally you get Get a good wicket, I think you you often will, I mean especially in October you were going to get due in those night games so that was a real surprise for me with uh, Gary Stead as the head coach he's played a lot of cricket in Canterbury we know how in, in October how dewy it is in the mornings when you're trying to get cricket started, uh, I think most club cricket games so far this season have been delayed uh, just because of how dewy it has been in the morning so you expect to get that at night as well but it's, it's just a great cricket ground, there is uh, there are a couple of moments where I think uh, Michael Bracewell, he almost had his head taken off, losing one in the sun, and that's probably the only thing that, that is a little bit tricky at Hagley, actually, is it's quite a tough sighting ground. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's a couple of fielding spots I know when I get stationed in them. It's horrible. You feel the whole time like you can't quite pick it up off the bat. You feel like you're in, in big trouble. So it didn't surprise me at all to see that with the sun setting, uh, sun setting in his face as well, but yeah, on the whole, it's... Oh, it's just a magnificent ground and, and they've done such a good job to, to be having cricket in October uh, especially after some snow as well Yeah <laughs> so You're so right Hey, what about Finn Allen, Frankie? Is he ready to
0: take the leap to dominate the opening role? Or is there still a bit missing in his game?
1: Oh, there's definitely stuff missing in his game He's only a, he's only a youngster and, and I think every cricketer will probably tell you there's stuff missing in their game right until the, the time they retire So oh, I don't necessarily know the the exact way they're going to go with that opening role. I think when you look at the best teams in the world at the moment, you're probably looking at England and Australia in this format. You're probably saying that they just put all their hitters up top, kind of one through five, one through six. They're looking at big boys coming out, hitting the ball as far as they can, as often as they can. And, and they're probably leading the way in that regard. You see scores they regularly post up over 200. But then when you come to tournament cricket, that that style doesn't always necessarily work. The the teams that play consistently, the teams that make less mistakes, they tend to be the ones that are there. Or there about comes finals time, so that plays a little bit more into the black caps hands, and and perhaps that's where you see maybe that Martin Guptill comes back into the side. You know what you're going to get with him. He's a pretty steady, consistent performer. But if they want to go down the route of an absolute match winner, then yeah, why, why not have Finn Allen in there? He is. He's excitement personified. He is exactly mm. what you want in T twenty cricket. He's bold, he's brash, he's got a bit of swagger about him. He can he can do some special stuff out there. I think they have to stick with Conway as the other opener. I think he, he's class, he's absolute class in the format. And then it just becomes where you want Kane Williamson to bat. Is there room to have Finn Allen and Martin Gupdul in your top four? Perhaps. I, I think if, if Gupdul's to play, he probably has to open I'm not sure if Finn is someone you're going to use in your middle order either. So there's a little bit of a logjam there. But I mean, if, if Kane's prepared to to move down to four or, or maybe even lower in the order, then you could perhaps see a, a power pack top three of Conway, Guptill and and Allen. But I think they might be reluctant to head down that route. So I like the fact he's getting some game time. It means. Come um, T Twenty World Cup, he he could be ready to go. He could be ready to be thrown straight in there. He's definitely got the skills for it, and it'll just come down to whether they want a bit of bold, brash youngster with some swagger, or whether they want to go with uh, the old head of Martin Guptill. Just, just quickly, do you feel like there's
0: a genuine uh, lack of of gusto and momentum around the whole Black Caps environment now? Like we've we've come off a series against England where we got pumped, and then we come over, we we playing... Pakistan in our backyard, and that was lacklustre, and, and we we had put a, put on a good performance against a a bang this side that we traditionally should beat every single time. So, you feel like we're just lacking a wee bit in there?
1: Yep, I th- I, and I think the the side will think that as well. I think it it's crept in a little bit with the fielding. That's that's genuine, yeah, genuinely what's a going pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's your indicator, I think, uh, often of how good your team's trucking along. When all the little things are done well, when the moments of brilliance happen, that just shows that intensity that I think is perhaps just lacking a bit. And and maybe it's guys, I mean, look, we are coming out of out of winter. There is a big world event coming up that everyone's got their eye on. Maybe it is that, that some of them are just got the handbrake on a little bit, don't want to get injured, don't want to miss out, don't want to be making mistakes, so maybe a little bit tentative. But... Yeah, it has probably been a concerning last 12 months, I'd say, after mm. especially the highs of, of winning the World Test Championship and being in basically every uh, white ball final over the last couple of years as well. It was really a, a an absolute high for New Zealand cricket. It's certainly the best time uh, in my life that it's been to be a Black Cats fan. It felt like everything was, was going the right way. Mm. So it's been a little yeah. bit of a a come, a come down to earth, That's that's for sure. But... I think it's also, you look at that team and there's some genuine match winners in there. There's some exciting cricketers in there. And, and when you get to tournament format, it has been it has been an area that this Black Cat side has done well in. So you, you back them to be able to turn it around. But yeah, there's a couple of little, little warning signs in there. And, and for me, the fielding is, is the number one. And, and I think if, if I can see that rectified over the last couple of games in this, try series and then in those warm-up games before they head into it, then then I think we'll get a pretty good look at where, where they're going to end up and, and hopefully that's top four and T20 cricket, once you get into that finals time, it's it's anyone's game because if one person has a blinder, then, then you can end up on the right mm. side of it. And,
0: and just quickly, the situation with Kane, um, like obviously a, a quality player probably go down and be in the conversations of, of the greatest ever uh, with what he's done in the game, but just under a wee bit of pressure, uh, a few decision making uh, uh, decisions he's had to make out there on on the field, on the pitch. For you, where do you see Kane at at the moment?
1: I think, yeah, you're you're a skipper of an international side. They're always under a little bit of pressure, I think especially for Kane. He, he's the captain in all three formats, so he's got a massive workload. And and yeah. he would acknowledge he's been at, at less than his best, unfortunately, and he's had that nagging elbow injury. It's meant he's missed a lot of cricket. He's someone who just loves to train the absolute house down, I think. In, any coach, when they've got Kane Williamson on their side, loves the fact that they've got him because he scores a bucket load of runs, but hates the fact they've yeah. got him because they've got to throw a million balls to him. So he, he's admitted <laughs> that he hasn't, hasn't quite been able to do the amount of training that he would have liked. And, and maybe that just plays yep. on his mind a little bit. But look, he's he's class. He, as you said, he's he's one of the best cricketers we've ever produced in New Zealand. He's discussed in that, you know, fab four of, of the best batters going around at the moment. It's not just him who's who's under the pump with form. I mean, Aaron Finch has really been feeling it in, in Australia. Virat Kohli went over a 1,000 days without scoring an international 100. So there's, there's skippers all around the place that are... Kind of feeling the pressure a little bit, Kane's no different. He's he's a pretty cool, calm, level-headed guy. So look, I've I've got full face. I'm starting to sound like Gary said, full face that a scores just around the round the corner. But that's that's the way when you've got world class players like that. It is. It'll it'll be one shot that he plays, or a couple of shots that he plays, comes out the middle of the bat, and he'll just look like a completely different player. And you know, hopefully, in a yeah. few weeks' time, we'll be laughing and chatting about, you know, oh, it was only a few weeks ago Kane was so out of form, and, and now he's he's played brilliantly well. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful it's just around the corner. And and I think when you're that good, you know, big scores do tend to be just around the corner. Yeah, that's yeah. nice to hear. And and how much is a World Cup ambition? Do you think Frankie rests on Lockie Ferguson's health and fitness? Yeah, he's a big one. I mean, it's talked about a lot, isn't it, when you go over to Australia having some genuine quicks. I think that's been the blueprint for Australia for a long time, the the extra bounce that you're afforded there as well. To just be able to run in and bowl rapid, I think, is exciting. So yeah, he's He's a big part of that lineup. It's concerning his his injuries, uh, and I guess Adam Milne as well. It was it was great to see him back on the park the other day, but worrying that he got through two overs and and had to go off for a wee niggle. So, yeah, I think Lockie just brings a little a little something extra to that attack when you've got Bolt and Sal there who are going to swing the ball. You've got Bolt obviously being left armer as well. When you can add a genuine quick into the mix. You know, there's there's no player around the world that wants to go out there and face someone bowling 150k. So to, he he just adds something extra. He he's got the ability to turn the game on its head as well. So yeah, you want to see him out there. You want to see our spinners, uh, you know, getting through their overs, bowling well, and then you end up with this really well-rounded attack that, you know, has been really has been one of the big reasons why we've been so successful in white ball cricket is our ability to dominate with the ball and then just get the job done with the bat. So yeah, he's he's a massive part of it.
0: Beautiful. Before we let go, Frankie, be remiss of us to not talk about your former team, the White Ferns tour of Caribbean. Did you see some really positive signs from from the ladies over in the Caribbean?
1: Yeah, massively. Yeah, huge. I mm. think uh, it's it can be a pretty tough place to tour. Like you see some some nice photos and stuff on social media, but it's it's completely different conditions to to what we're used to playing here in New Zealand on the ball spin square and you play on some huge grounds and of course it's, it's roasting hot over there as well, so yeah mm-hmm. some, some really impressive signs, the fact that we've taken a couple of teenagers over there and, and some new players and some youngsters the, the fact that they've been able to, to slot into international cricket and play a lot of it, to, to head over, play the comm games, have a little bit of time, go on another tour, uh, they'll, be, they'll be home pretty soon and then it's, they've got cricket coming up in December as well, so I think the more you can expose those youngsters to playing Lots of international cricket, the better they're going to get. I loved seeing the the way the spinners bowled, I think, to, to be able to adapt to those conditions. And, and bowl in favourable conditions, yes, but it's still very different to New Zealand, so it is a big learning curve to actually know how to bowl well in conditions that favour you so much. I think that was really exciting, and I mean, they're only women 18 and 20, so the world's their oyster really with that. I think Nellie Kerr, she was player of, the, player of the series. She was fantastic, and... And with a pretty big workload on her shoulders as well, and we forget she's only 21, she's the leader of the spin attack, she's batting three, she does it all. And I mean, you've got you know Sophie Devine, just amazing in those Super Overs, she's unbeaten in them, oh, I think so there's been yeah. eight of them now, and yeah, so, so you look at it and there's, there's lots of good stuff going on. Jess Kerr coming back from injury and, and still swinging the ball up top, offering a point of difference. There's... There's lots of names that I can read out that were doing great things. I thought Maddie Green and, and Lauren Down were fantastic in that middle order. And, and that's an area the team really needs it to be successful. We know we've got runs up top in the in the big three of Divine Bates and and Kerr. But if we can get some, some runs out of that middle order, then it becomes a different team. So, yeah, I loved seeing it. I'm I'm excited for some of those girls to get home. I want to have a look at that bronze mm. medal that they won at the Com Games. Um, but, yeah, West Indies, <laughs> to a massive tick to be able to win Uh, both series to be able to win from some bizarre moments and tough moments and games they probably shouldn't win, uh, I think, yeah, all pointing in the right direction. And and hopefully for them, come February T20 World Cup time, we'll see them there or thereabouts in that final again.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. That's what I love too. You just touched on the backs against the wall mentality, go out, swing for the rafters and uh, get the job done. Sophie Devine, fantastic. And some of those ages, 18, 19, 21, we could only hope. Remember those days, Frankie?
1: Heck yeah. Like It's it's scary <laughs> how good some of those kids could be. They make me feel like an absolute dinosaur. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exciting to see, that for sure.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Oh, we appreciate you coming on, Frankie Mackay, talking all things cricket. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the week, and hopefully uh, we'll get back on soon. You're doing a great job for NZ on Saturday. Thank you. Keep it up.
1: Ah, thanks, mate. No worries. Have a good one.
0: Cheers, Frankie Mackay. Oh, wow. She's very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Covered it all, very and good. Uh, good to hear that she's positive, so positive about Kane Williamson. Look, Kim, um, yeah. B- we'll come back to you off the back fence in just a second, but I think people on the Black Caps feel a bit of angst at the moment. Oh, eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Remember, we've got a caller of the week competition running for an ego line trimmer, and you want to come through and talk the Black Caps. It's a great opportunity because I think there is a real anxiety around the site. So what yeah. do you make of it? Where are the issues and the deficiencies and where can they get better? Is Kane Williamson's form really worrying to you? 0800 150 811 here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. We're 22 minutes past seven. Kemper's off the back fence after this. We'll come back with that.